Good morning, boys and girls. Today we're going to be taking a look at the story of Esther again. Remember last week's lesson where we saw that the signs of God, where God was working even though he wasn't mentioned at all, and we could see that he was still at work. Have you ever had it that your parents have warned you not to go swimming after you've eaten for 30 minutes? And I'm pretty sure you all know when your parents nag you to go to bed because it's too late. This is because parents actually know what they're talking about. They have good timing. Because if you were to go and swim, then you'd get a sore stomach and you'd feel bad. And if you don't go to sleep on time, you're going to have an awful day tomorrow. In the story, we're going to see that God also has perfect timing and he works for the good of those who love him. Remember from last week's lesson, we saw that Haman, who hated Mordecai, Haman and Mordecai, he hated him so much that he decided to go and take a plan to the king. Haman's plan to kill all the Jews. Then we see that Mordecai comes to Esther saying that she has to go and talk to the king and ask for help or else she and all of the Jews will be killed. So before she goes, she prays and doesn't eat food for three days. So now Esther comes and approaches the king. Now, Esther is putting her life at risk now because at that time, if someone approached the king and the king didn't want to see them, he could kill that person right on the spot. But as Esther approaches, the king is happy to see her and he lets her speak, saying to her that she can ask for anything, even up to half of his kingdom. But instead of asking for his help, Right then and there, she invites him to a banquet where she will ask the request there. And she invites the king and Haman to come. And then at that banquet, the king asks again, Esther, what do you want? You can ask for even up to half of the kingdom. But again, she says, come to a private banquet tomorrow where only you and Haman will come, and there I will ask uh, my question. And after this, Haman, remember Haman? He is happy because he's been invited by the queen to come to a banquet. Uh, but everything changes when he sees Mordecai. Because Haman, if you remember, wanted to be worshipped by everyone. He wanted people to bow down and tremble before him. But Mordecai would not do it. So Haman goes back home and he is mad. So angry that he decides he's going to go tomorrow and ask the king if he can kill Mordecai. And to do this, he sets up a pole to impale him on, to kill him. But now something funny happens, where we can see God at work again. 
That night in the palace, the king can't sleep. And just like you and I, when we can't sleep, we need a bedtime story. So the king asks for the story of his entire kingdom to be read to him. And while it is being read, it mentions that Mordecai saved the king's life. Remember last lesson where he heard two officials whispering to each other and saying they were wanting to kill the king. They had planned to, but Mordecai tells the king and the king has those two men killed, saving the king's life. And the king decides that he wants to honor Mordecai. The next morning, Haman comes in to the palace to talk to the king about killing Mordecai. But before that happens, the king asks Haman, what should I do for someone who I want to honor? And Haman, thinking that it's himself, says, you should bring one of your royal cloaks and put it on him. And you should get one of the royal horses and parade him around town so that all the people might glorify him and honor him. And now the king says, Haman, go and do all of this for Mordecai. So Haman goes right away, gets a royal cloak and a royal horse and goes and parades Mordecai around the city, everyone praising him. And now after this, Haman is extremely unhappy. He was planning to kill Mordecai, but now he knows that he can't because the king has honored him. And Haman does not know what will happen next. But just then, Haman is called to go to Esther's banquet for the king. Now at the banquet, they are eating and everything's great. And the king asks again of Esther, what do you want? You can ask for anything, even up to half of my kingdom. And Esther finally asks the king for his help. She asks for her life and the lives of the Jews to be spared and says that an enemy has decided to try and kill them all. And the king is furious and asks, who is this enemy? And then and there, Esther points to Haman. Now, the king is more furious than ever, and he decides that Haman must be killed. And he hears that a pole has been set up just outside Haman's house, and it was put there for Haman to kill Mordecai. But the king instead goes and kills Haman on that very pole. Now the enemy is dead. There's a time for rejoicing, but not yet. The law to kill the Jews can't be changed. So we'll see how Esther and Mordecai figure that one out and how God is in control next story. In this story, 
we see that God's timing is perfect. He kills the enemy, Haman, but he also does it at just the right time because he saves Mordecai from being killed. And when things look hopeless, we can still see that God is still in control. He has totally turned things around. Instead of Mordecai dying, Haman has been killed. And just like last lesson, we see God's signs everywhere that he is at work. All who stand against God will be defeated. We see this with Haman. But we also see this with Jesus on the cross when he defeats Satan once and for all, the greatest enemy. Now, we can actually trust God. God is perfect in his timing, and he is always in control. And we can remember this when things go wrong and bad things happen. We can always trust in God, knowing that his timing is utterly perfect. Now, let's quickly do a memory verse. Before I pray for us, let's quickly go through the memory verse that we did last week. Romans 8, verse 28. Let's read it together. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let's go through that one more time. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All right, let's pray. Lord, we do just thank you that you are a good God and that you will always have your timing perfect. We thank you that you defeat the enemies and that you always work for the good of those who love you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the story of Esther and what it teaches us about you and your control over everything, Lord. And would you help us to trust in you even when times are hard. And we pray this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen.